Well, Merry Christmas. I'll say it again. Merry Christmas. It is, uh, some of us didn't grow up in church, so Christmas was about presents. Not his presence, just real presence. But when you find out who Jesus really is, it changes everything. And so this morning, uh, we're wrapping up our series we've done called A Creative Christmas. So this is my donation to Creative Christmas right here. Now, I know a lot of you are thinking, you didn't do that. My wife is a witness. How many of you guys really believe in miracles? So any of you that know me know that I'm not the creative guy. I was talking to Christian about it. It's funny. He's like, oh, I draw the stuff. I go, I build the stuff. I draw stick people that people can't even know what a stick person is, you know. But this is a true story. My wife and I just finished a class uh, on emotionally healthy relationships. And one of the things that you work on is sitting in silence with Jesus and extended periods of time. And that's not something I'm great at. That's not something I've practiced well. But through this class we did, and yesterday I got up and I was meditating, and the whole thing is about his love for us. And I think that's the longest I've ever sat in silence in my life. Like just no worship, no reading, just sitting. And it had to be more than 30 minutes. And in our class, you do it for five, and I was getting stir crazy. Come on, some of you guys know what I'm talking about. Five minutes of silence, it's like, come on. And no joke, all of a sudden, the Lord started giving me these pictures of these presents about his love. And so um, all of a sudden, I saw colors and things. And I've never, that is so not my cup of tea. This is my wife. Like, she lives in those. I don't at all. And so I literally was typing stuff out, and I went back to her better. I said, honey, this is weird. I need to talk to you because I don't know what to do with this. This is like... It's never happened to me before. I'm not that creative person. But I kept seeing these things. And she's like, well, I know exactly where to go. And I know exactly how to get it. And we'll just go out. And we go to store. She goes, now go to the fourth aisle. Go in the very back section. You're going to find this there. And then you're going to get this. And you're going to get that. And the paint you can get there. And these boxes you can get there. And she was right, literally. And I thought, my wife is like a professional shopper. Come on. Any of you guys ever have to call your wife when you're at the grocery store and you don't know where to go? And she's like, you're in the wrong aisle. <laughs> and people in the store are looking at you going, another guy that doesn't shop. So I just want to thank you, honey. But this was really God's heart. And I want to talk about his love. And his is going to be an acronym this morning. But I want to read out of Luke uh, chapter 2, just the Christmas story about the birth of Jesus. Most of the world knows this story. But most of the world doesn't know the man. Most of the world has heard about Christmas, but they don't know the Christ. I travel to Sri Lanka often, which is about 80 plus percent Buddhist, and they celebrate Christmas like crazy. You would be shocked to see a nation go bonkers for Christmas. And the crazy thing is they don't know the Christ of Christmas. It's just a holiday. It's just this fun, celebrative thing. And so let's pray this morning. Jesus, today, I'm asking that as we celebrate your birth, your willingness to come to this planet for us, 
Would your words speak into the hearts of people this morning? Would you speak to every one of us, God? Would we really see the reality of what you have done for us? Would we keep it and ponder it in our hearts, as Mary said? Would we do that, not just because it's Christmas, but next week and next month? Would we keep pondering what you have done and who you are? Lord, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Well, Luke chapter 2. Now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census should be taken of the whole empire. This was the first census to take place while Quirinus was the governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up to Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem. Since he was from the house and the line of David, he went there to register with Mary who was pledged to him in marriage and was expected with child. While they were there, the time came for her child to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And so that's the story that people hear this time of year. But I want to take the acronym HIS because there's three gifts that I want to talk about. And the first gift is the H. And the H represents humility. Everybody say humility. The word humility means this. It's the state of being humble. It's marked by meekness or modesty in behavior, attitude, or spirit. It's not arrogant or prideful. Humility has its origin in the Latin humilis, meaning low. Humble can be used to describe others as in persons of humble origins. <laughs> There's nobody in the universe ever or will be who is more humble than Jesus. How many of you guys know the Bible says that Jesus would come to this earth to be King of Kings and Lord of Lords? We know that, right? You guys have heard that? How many of you guys, for most people, if somebody told you you're going to be like the king of the universe, that would be like crazy. Like you are the king of all kings. Do you guys know for Jesus, that was a step down? How many of you guys know Jesus is God? So God had to come to earth to become king of kings. But for him, he literally put his hands in the people that he created, knowing that we would kill him. That humility is beyond my comprehension. I can't comprehend God leaving streets of gold and perfection to come to this earth to lay his life down. But he loved us so much that he was willing to do it. In John 1, you guys, we've heard this, right? In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word, the word was, how many of you guys know Jesus is God? And he still came. I didn't know that growing up. Do you know that there's a lot of people in America, we think everybody's rejected the gospel? I'm telling you that most people in America that are under 30 years old don't know the real gospel of Jesus. They know the story of Christmas, they've heard of Easter, but they don't know that God came to earth because he loved them so much that a price had to be paid that no one else could pay and the humility that it took. And it's like, wow, I didn't know that growing up. I heard of Christmas Jesus and I heard of Easter Jesus, but I had no idea 
that he loved me so much that he would lay his life down. Paul writes in Philippians chapter two. Therefore, if any, any of you have encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common in sharing in spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded and having the same love. Everybody say same love. Same. Being one in spirit and of mind, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. The humility of Jesus, because he values us so much. How many of you guys struggle with the reality that he did it for you personally? Come on, you guys, he did this for you personally, like he did it for Jason, knowing he was going to turn 50 years old this week. I pray this year you guys will make things personal with Jesus. Not this story of, yeah, he came to save the whole world. No, he came to save you. He actually wants to talk to you. He actually humbled himself so that you could know him, and he wants you and I to humble ourselves to be like him. How many of you guys know that the world could use a lot more humility right now? I mean, pride and arrogance is off the chart, including in the body of Christ, right? Sometimes we're so full of ourselves. And so Paul goes on and he says this. <laughs> Make sure that you humble yourselves above all other people. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ, who being the very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. Everybody say he humbled himself. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. So number one, you guys, this morning, everybody say humility. humility. The I is for inception. Everybody say inception. So the definition of inception is going to be on the screen for you. The meaning of inception is this. It's an act, a process, or an instant of beginning. The beginning of an organization or official activity. Aren't you guys glad that Jesus started something 2,000 years ago by coming to this earth? What did Jesus start 2,000 years ago as a little tiny baby? What would have started when he showed up? Everybody's quiet. S scholars. Everybody say new covenant. Do you guys know that Jesus came to bring a new covenant? Why he humbled himself? You guys, this is so critically important. Do you know under the old covenant, you and I weren't ever going to get absolute access to God because there was no perfect sacrifice. So you had to keep sacrificing things over and over and over again because there wasn't. That's why God humbled himself in Jesus so he could be the perfect sacrifice and start something new called New Covenant. Here's the coolest part about it. If you will accept his humility and his sacrifice for your life, you now have access to God now and forever if you receive him. Amen? It's crazy to me. Luke chapter 1. The angel Gabriel foretold 
of his birth. This is the inception. This was the beginning. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth in Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at these words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great. Everybody say, He will be great. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. And his kingdom will, his kingdom will, his kingdom will never end. God literally humbles himself to come to this earth to start something new that's never going to end. Church, his kingdom was never going to end. When God created everything, all the universe, do you guys know his kingdom was never going to end then? Why did he come, though? Because he created us to be with him. So he's like, hey, I'm already king of kings. I'm already Lord of Lord. How many guys before Jesus came to earth, he was already the king of the universe? He was the creator of it all. He was everything already. The reason he did it is because he wanted us to be with him. I don't think the world gets it. They think we're a bunch of religious people going through some stuff. I pray this year, you guys, that we would humble ourselves. I pray that you and I would have some new beginnings. This year for many people, how many guys have had a rough year? Tough year? Some of us? Here's the, here's the good news. New beginnings today. You can have new beginnings today. My prayer is not only as we move into this new year that we walk in humility, but I pray that you'll start over. Every time you screw up, every time I make a mistake, I want to start over right on the spot. I don't want to get into the same shame and sin cycles. Anybody hear me? I want to get right back to the beginning. I want to have accountability. I want to call my friend and say, hey, you know what? I made a commitment this year. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to tell the truth about my stuff. And I need you to help me because I'm going to walk in new beginnings. That's what Jesus paid for. Amen. And the S is for sacrifice. Say sacrifice. This is the part that is hard. I've read the story. I know the story. I've preached the story. But when I make it personal, like really, like just for me, I don't know if your brain defaults, but something starts happening weird in my brain when I start thinking about he sacrificed for me. I start thinking I'm not good enough. <laughs> he who would do that? Who, who, who's that kind? Who's that loving? Who's that humble? He goes, I did it for you, son. I'm like, eh, you did it for everybody, not me. I pray this year you and I will make his sacrifice personal. And I pray that when you're going through the hard times, you'll remember that it was his love that sent him to the cross, that his blood was shed for you and I, and he means it, and it can bring full redemption and wholeness to us right now in this life. We don't have to wait to get to heaven to live full of love and joy. Amen. Here's the definition. I, I just 
Webster's definition of sacrifice. An act of offering to a deity something precious, especially the killing of a victim on an altar. Hmm. Destruction or surrender of something for the sake of something else. Something given up or lost. So even Webster has the understanding that sacrifice was happening. Do you guys know in Jesus' times there was all kinds of different cults and issues and they were sacrificing all kinds of stuff all the time, right? Including Israel, they were sacrificing. No one ever had this type of sacrifice. People would even sacrifice their, their own children at times, but nobody ever came from heaven in perfection to say, I will lay my life down. I will be the sacrifice for you. Never happened until Jesus came. Aren't you glad? Yeah. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. Imitate God. Everybody say, imitate God. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Does that just strike anybody weird, imitate God? I can't, how am I going to imitate God? He's like perfect. He's like everything that we're not. How many guys know he didn't say be me, he said imitate. Everybody say imitate. Do you know context matters? Here, here's the deal, church. God's not asking you to be God. As a matter of fact, he's asking you to quit being your God and let him be your God. If we have a problem today is we want to be God. I want to be in charge. I want to be the one on the throne. And God's going, no, son, you got to humble yourself. If you will humble yourself and have new beginnings, then my sacrifice will set you free. But if you don't humble yourself and you don't allow new beginnings, then my sacrifice really isn't going to help what I paid for. You're just going to stay stuck. Jesus doesn't want any of us stuck. As we come into 2024, I pray we'll walk in humility. I mean, I really, really pray it. I pray that you and I will literally start new beginnings. And if it takes every week, and it means you got to go to counseling, and you got to work on your stuff, and you got to have accountability partners, whatever it takes that we would actually do it, and that we would honor the blood of Jesus. His sacrifice would not be some vain thing we just say yes to, but it's like, no, personal to me. God, when I totally screw up, I want to remember the blood that you shed, and I want to get right back underneath it and say, wash me again. He's the only one that can make us white as snow. Amen. What a privilege. Hebrews chapter 9. And it said, and just as the person is destined to die, once after that comes judgment. So also Christ was offered once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. And that's when everybody should say, amen. say what? Amen. So if you don't know, amen means so be it. So what was the sacrifice? He was offered once for all time to take away the sins of of anyone who says yes to him. Jesus, help us all. <laughs> I'm going to ask if you would join me watching a video in a minute that our youth group put together about God's love. He's so kind. I said he's so kind. I pray that the church will come alive. I don't know if you guys know, but there's a lot going on in the world right now, including in the body of Christ. I don't know if you guys pay attention 
to global realities in the kingdom, but there's a lot of shaking happening right now. I don't know how many of you guys are informed with leaders and people all over the world. This last year, there has been some shaking. Why? Because he loves us. What did God say? I'm going to start with you. And I'm like, no, start with them. Come on, that's our nature. It's like, no, I want to start with you. I want to talk to you. So I'm like, no, start with Mikey and Jason. Oh, wait, no, it should be Jason and Mikey. Wait, let me get the... Why do I say that? Because you and I don't want it to be us. But I promise if you and I will humble ourselves, if we'll allow new beginnings to happen every day and every week, and if we'll let the sacrifice of his kindness and love change us, we're going to be different people next year. The world's going to notice and be like, man, what's happening to you, Christians? Something's radically changing. So I want you to join me watching this video that you've put together. And take two.
I'm going to ask our worship team to come up. We're going to do candle lighting in just a minute. Um, but before we do, I just want to share a quick story about a dad and his daughter turned 11 years old. Uh, and on her birthday, she looked at her dad and said, Hey, Dad, what are you going to get me for my 15th birthday? And he said, Well, honey, you're just turning 11. He, she goes, I know. He goes, Well, why don't we worry about 11 today and we'll worry about 15 later? Okay. Girl turns 14 years old and gets sick, goes to the hospital. And the hospital diagnoses her with a heart condition. Had to stay in the hospital for quite some time. And before she got released, she actually turned 15 before they released her from the hospital and sent her home. And when she got home, she had a letter on her bed. And it said, honey, if you're reading this letter, it means that Everything turned out okay. And you asked me what I would give you for your 15th birthday. I didn't know then, but I do know now. I gave you my heart so that you could live. When I hear it of a dad on earth and his daughter, it's overwhelming to me. But I don't know why when I hear that it's God coming to this earth for me, that doesn't overwhelm me. I want his love to overwhelm us this year, for real. I want to humble myself because I'll just confess for all of us, we have too much dang pride, all of us. It's hard. I don't want to humble myself. I want to talk about how other people should be humbled. So this year as we press into Christmas tomorrow and New Year's next week, really encourage you next week to come as our Dream Sunday. We're going to talk about and pray over our dreams for this next year. I'm going to give you guys some handouts to take home and to work on some things you can think about and contemplate. We're going to disciple people in all areas of life. It's one of the things that the body of Christ has not done well. We haven't discipled people in every area of life. We do spirit well, but we don't do emotional and sexual and mental well or relational. We're going to work on all of those this next year. And so my prayer for us is that we would humble ourselves. That we'd have new beginnings over and over. And that we would sacrifice and lay our lives down. So I'm going to ask if you would join us as we get ready to start the candle lighting part of our service. But I want you to pray this with me as you stand. Would you just join me and say, Jesus? Jesus. Come on, say, Jesus. Jesus. Today, Today. I thank you that you humbled yourself. You left heaven just for me, to come to this earth, to die, that I could live. I thank you for the new beginning that you give me. Your sacrifice, your love, I receive it 
I say yes to it. Forgive me for every sin that I've done. Today, I give you my heart because you gave me yours. So help me this year to walk in humility, in new beginnings, and in sacrifice. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to sing together as candles are being passed around. Please help your neighbor light their candles.